Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. We've had so much footy, like a disgusting oh. amount. Like do, I'm overwhelmed. Do, do you ever get that point, like uh, where you move out of home and you're like living out of home for the first time, and you realise that you can have whatever you want for a meal, and so yeah. you're like, you know what, I'm gonna have ice cream or and donuts for lunch, and then you have that, and then you feel sick. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happened with this festival of footy. All I've wanted is constant football. And look, don't get me wrong, I'm loving constant football, but. Maybe maybe there's a reason that they you know measure it out just over the weekend. Yeah, it's the equivalent of like when you're walking up to the bar, you've had this is your ninth pint, you can barely see straight, but you can talk well enough to get given another beer, and you're like, I can get this beer. Should I drink it? Yes, and then you're sick. I've forgotten every game uh, that Brisbane didn't win. That's yeah. the only one I remember. Uh, <laughs> it's been so much footy. <laughs> All right. So, round 10 was a distant memory. We've had so much football, like a disgusting amount, as we just established. So, when we get into it, the round 10 recap, it'll be brief. Uh, probably briefer than usual, but then we're going to give it our all for round 11, and hopefully you won't be here all day listening to us talk about footy, as good as that would be for everyone. Uh, we've tried to retire the old two-hour chat, because we were getting too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We were stealing Clarkson's power. Yeah. He's lost it all. Well, yeah, it's look, and it's worse. <laughs> he is now he is now impotent as a coach. So we need to pull back the uh, two hour chats. He's just oh yeah, Sean. When we get to it, round eleven, I reckon Clarko he's going to be looking for someone to take down when he's uh goes out swinging, and I reckon he might be in a bit of trouble here. <laughs> but is that what happened though? Like, as established, you're next on the list. He's <laughs> he's given out too many two hour chats, and now he's just depleted. It's deflated. Just a, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. just a disgusting, saggy old man. I mean that's has that's been. pretty. I'll say it. It's, geez, you've gone pretty hard there. Like that's that's pretty rough. I wouldn't say I I don't look at Clarkson and go, oh fuck, that bloke's really saggy. Like I don't look at Clarkson <laughs> and imagine a testicle, a, a, a ball sack without the ball in it. That's not the look that I yeah. see when I see Clarkson. Like he's there's still a bit that's of vigor there, Ken but he's Hinkley. lost his footy powers for sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Let's just get into it. Uh, Clarko aside, we'll get back to that because he's a disgrace. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. So round 10, I don't know about you boys, but I've watched so much footy that these games feel like that they could have happened in 2017. Uh, that's that's how much footy I've 2007, even. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, those uh, Swans? No, Swans were looking good a couple of years ago. Fuck. Port Adelaide? Who wins a flag in 2007? Oh, Geelong. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Those cats are looking all right. <laughs> uh, right. So, Monday, the 3rd of August, which was when we last recorded, but two days after you heard this podcast last, if you listened to when it released. And that was Port Adelaide took on Western Bulldogs. And it was, I think, a cracker of a game, Port Adelaide won. Then on Tuesday, we had a game that we don't talk about where Richmond beat Brisbane by 41 points. Wednesday, Geelong took... On North Melbourne, Reece Shaw's looking in all sorts of trouble. He better fucking start conjuring up some ideas because, yeah, uh, Geelong smashed There were no off. ideas on display. No. Uh, then we had Melbourne take on Adelaide in a game that people thought would be Melbourne's uh, Adelaide's first win of the year. Uh, instead, they lost to Melbourne by 51 points and looked in all sorts of trouble. That, that Just, like, not to, you know, get too stupid, but, like, they were with them till three-quarter time. You don't lose by 51 points when you're with them, Tom. Right, and then we had Collingwood with a very unconvincing win over Sydney. Uh, look, if I was a Collingwood supporter, I'd be absolutely shitting my pants now because the wheels are absolutely falling off. And even though people keep talking you up as premiership favourites, maybe your club's actually no good. Uh, which I understand is big words coming from a <laughs> uh, Essendon supporter, but I don't give a fuck. Next game uh, was St Kilda versus the Suns. I remember this one. This was a fucking this, good game. 
this was a fucking good game. Did anyone, like, I know we're not going to talk about these games too much because we can barely remember them. The only thing I want to talk about this is Isaac Rankin (laughs) just had an absolute cooker of a game, kicked two, like, didn't, didn't have a heap of the ball and was like, you know what? Game's on the line. I better kick two absolutely fucked yeah. goals. Look, Suns <laughs> probably deserve to win on the back of his performance alone. It was so good that they deserved <laughs> the win. Um, the other thing that's big to note from this game that'll tie in later is uh, that it um, Dan Butler kicked four goals. That's good to note because he's, he's a prolific goal kicker. Tom, that feels like you're uh, building ammunition for something maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um... I messaged you guys after that game and I said, is Isaac Rankin nearly better than Charlie Cameron already? Yeah, big. <laughs> That's huge. Hmm. I tell you what I loved I tell you what I loved about this game actually. There was a, two points where like the coverage did a thing where they had Stewie Jew mic'd up on the bench. And I tell you what, if you want to go to a club with a with a coach that's just it seems like he's a good bloke looking out for people and you can't get to Brisbane, <laughs> then you should just head down the highway to Metricon. And uh, Stewie Drew was doing just like lovely things where someone would kick a goal and he'd tell the runner, that was good, congratulate that person. But go and tell the first gamer that that goal was that little handball interception he did with his, you know, over there. That's why we kicked the goal. Like just reinforcing the younger players. Like Brandon Ellis um, gave up a goal at some point in the game, came to the bench and Stewie Drew was like, what happened, mate? Wasn't angry. And Alice was like, yeah, I know. He's like, it's all right. You know, you'll get back out there. You know, get these other guys around you. And like, I was like, he's, I like Stuart Jew a lot. That's good. <laughs> they should mic up every coach <laughs> and then lose their bloody, oh, lose on. their TV deal. <laughs> Immediately. Do we need to see, do we need to see, like, can you imagine miking up, <laughs> miking up Clarko who often swears into his own fist so that the TV cameras don't pick him up? Calling someone a fucking useless cunt. Uh, <laughs> Should have mic'd up Hardwick. Imagine if you mic'd up even Fagan. Fagan would be blowing up. <laughs> oh, he blows dad. up a bit. Yeah, bit of tough and one. a loving one. Luke Hodge. Luke Hodge came out and was saying that when something bad happened in one of the Brisbane games, Hodge was the boundary rider, and they're like, "Is Fagan measured?" He goes, "He is," but right now he will be blowing his. T- <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to be going anywhere near the bench right now. <laughs> um, and then the last game of round 10, uh, Essendon blew their massive lead, lost to GWS, and uh, yeah, everyone's written them off for the year now. We also copped a couple more injuries that uh, mean that we've absolutely got no forward line, and now apparently we've got no back line. So good news all around. One highlight from this, Joel, Adam Saad from 57 Yeah, Adam minutes. Saad kicked a fucking a massive goal, and so did... Um, Fuck, it's so long ago, I can't even remember. Someone else bombed it from the... Oh, it was fucking Shield. Shield kicked a huge goal at the start of the game. Uh, yeah. Sam Draper kicked his first goal. Still got the haircut, though. Still got the haircut. Still looks like a cunt. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Draper kicked his first goal. That was huge. His celebration was off the, off the chops. Yeah, it was like measured, but he couldn't contain himself. He was pretty much like running up and down on the spot. It was wild. It was all happening, uh, except a win. That was the one thing that wasn't happening. <sighs> and um, yeah, look, umpiring, dog shit, but we don't need to go into it. Now, round 11. Uh, so round 11 still happening. The round we can maybe remember. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so round 11 still happening. So there's a few games we won't be able to touching on. Um, so as we record now, Adelaide are taking on Collingwood and Adelaide are winning by uh, 13 points. So you love to see it. Yes. Oh, feels good. Feels good. Imagine if, imagine guys, if Adelaide's first win came against Premiership favourites Collingwood. Their only win. If they beat Collingwood, I'll be tuning into Buckley's presser because, wow, imagine. <laughs> he won't even show up. Nah, he wouldn't Buckley's go to the team. presser. If they lost to Adelaide. <laughs> Fuck. Um, he'll, he'll send Mason Cox in. <laughs> <laughs> send Mason Cox. Oh, boy. Fuck. Um, Man. Round 11 started with Port Adelaide taking on Richmond, and uh, it was a really close game, all game, except for the last quarter, where uh, Richmond were in front and then decided not to kick a goal, while Port Adelaide kicked a few and won by 21 points. 
I think you'll find Richmond didn't score. Oh, yeah, you're right. So uh, the rejuvenated, they're back. You know, last week when they um, had a game that we won't talk about, everyone was talking up, oh, they're back, they're fantastic, they're incredible. They roll up to South Australia and um, got absolutely slaughtered. Yeah. Um, Like, this is the thing, like, it was only a 21-point margin, (laughs) but Port smashed them all over the ground. Yeah. Ah, should have been... Should have been eighty. Should have been eighty points. That's why you should sack Ken Hinckley. I don't care if they're on top of the ladder. Get rid of him. <laughs> Can't put the foot down on the throat. I'm sick of it. Dixon kicked two four. He could have kicked six goals. Yeah. Like I know I shouldn't comment because my team can't kick straight most weeks. But Charlie Dixon has already in the past cost them games. He's cost them a final before by with inaccuracy. It's going to happen again, big dog. You got to get it sorted out. Imagine straight sets off uh, Big Dick's boot. Oh, you know what, guys? You know what I think about? If only I'd kicked that goal, that set shot I had for yeah. Garfield in my under eighteen yeah. days, um, then I could have, I could have been a consultant. <laughs> These teams could have called me up and said, "Carno, how do we kick straight?" And I would have said, "Here's the process, boys." But I just, I don't have the credits in the bank to to pull that off. It's disappointing. Your resume is lacking in that goal. You can't be there for <sighs> Fagan when he needs you most. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts a lot. Um. The other thing just to come out of this game that's absolutely wild is so uh, after last week where Adelaide, where Melbourne beat the um, last ranked Crows who were dog shit mm. and everyone was like, oh, Melbourne, they're starting to look good again and Clayton Oliver's playing really well. Yeah, they played Adelaide, right? So steady on there. Ollie Wines comes out against Richmond who are a much better midfield group who missing Prestia on the ball but had got Caddy back, had got... Cochin back up, a few games into Cochin, a few more games into Martin. Ollie Wines came out. Cochin didn't play. Cochin did. Didn't he? No, they left him back in Queensland. I could have sworn Cochin played. I could be wrong. Was he laid out? We could both be Was wrong. Was he being rested? I Fuck, no, 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 Cochin. You're absolutely right. I apologize. I'll take it back. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being wrong on how good's footy. Fuck, you're an idiot. Yeah, fuck. Imagine <laughs> getting a fact wrong. Well, I'm not going to get this fact wrong. Uh, Ollie Wines had 28 possessions, and I think 20 of them were contested kicked a goal and had 11 tackles. Like, Fuck, he's going to be good at Essendon next year. Nah, you won't get him. He'll stay now. Why would he? Because <laughs> they're on top of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> but when they lose, when they drop out of the finals in straight sets because Big Dick can't kick straight and kicks one goal seven. Very good. And I'll tell you what was good. What? There was some moments in this game where there was some very, we talked a bit briefly before about some dodgy umpiring calls, Joel, that you might have received in, a, in another mm. game. And Sean, you were on the re- receiving end of a few. Uh, there was two in this Port Adelaide game that I thought the crowd, the, the 10,000 people there were going to storm the ground <laughs> and rip the umpires limb from limb. There was one shocker in the goal square where Rewalt pushed his opponent into Martin and made Martin fall over and the umpire paid an in-the-back against the Port player who was pushed by Rewalt. And then another one where, where Rewalt picked the ball up, did a little fend-off, and then just dropped it while being tackled. And they went, yeah, play on. And the and both times they resulted in goals. <laughs> and the crowd were just about to like, like again, there's only 10,000 people allowed at this stadium. It sounded like there were three MCGs <laughs> and they were full. It's good to hear some booze on TV again. <laughs> Oh, it's good. It's good to have it back. Good to have a crowd back, getting that. Like, it was so noisy. They were trying to interview Ken Hinckley or Ebert or someone at halftime, and the, the, the rumble of the crowd just, like, complaining or booing <laughs> or something was so loud that Luke Hodge is yelling into his microphone to be heard. <laughs> just thinking about how much I hate Jack Rewalt. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I hate him yeah. so much. You know, if Wayne Carey didn't exist... Jack Rewalt would probably be the biggest cunt to have won two premierships. Yeah, he's Sean. Oh. He's a rad face cunt. Oh. There's no point. Like, there's no denying it. Jeez. <laughs> and he's getting Jeez. old and slow. And so now he's just all cheeky, pushes in the back, and uh, swinging his hand back and punching someone in the dick and not getting suspended for it. It's bullshit. Yep. Next game. It's bad. Rat face cunt is such a good description of what his face looks yeah. like. I know. Sean, I've practiced. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm fuming. I yeah. Am. Well, hey, good news because the next game was Brisbane take on Western Bulldogs, and uh, big result. Doggies are a dangerous team this year, so it's uh, good to just put them away. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you something about the dogs that 
I don't rate them. Um, <laughs> Best kept secret think, of how good. Sweetie. I think if yeah, <laughs> look, boys. I think if you look if you look past the obvious, which is a um, a premiership cup, I think Bevo's a fucking hack, and here's why. He okay. in his time there at the Dogs, he has never coached a consistently good team. Can you tell? Can you defend that? They've never been consistently good. How many ever. weeks yes. in a row do you need them to be good? In his first year. In his first year, they were. Oh, mate. Let's like let's talk about how Richmond are a consistently good team, and have basically been the best team for three years, and they've won two premierships. The Dogs haven't done it. They played okay in Bevo's first year, and they went out in the first week of the finals, but they were a bit up and down. His second year, they were pretty yeah. dog shit, and then they just caught fire in the finals and won a flag. And since then, they've been dog shit. Last year they were crap. Last year they were so crap that halfway through the year I was grinning because I was sure he was gone. I was sure of it. And then they turned it on, made it to the finals. Everyone was like, "Oh, there's such a weapon in the finals." And then the Giants smashed them. I just I don't rate the Bulldogs. They're such a fluky, pissy team, and I'm sick of it. They are it, so shit. Brisbane would be up by nearly, I think it was nearly seven goals at one point, and that's. The part about the Bulldogs I hate the most because then they turn it on and they can put like three or four goals on really quickly and put a bit of pressure on. They do this every time. They're not consistently good and they won't be until they get rid of that mulleted fuckhead. No, I don't know. He's probably all right. I don't know who the, else they the, can. Who could they bring the, in that the could thing, do a better job? They're just they're just mentally weak as a team. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sean, I do not understand the bond. The bond. The bond. The bond. The bond is overrated. As a oh, he had. Th- no, nah, he is. He had 30 touches. He should be, right now, he should be better than what so, he is. He had- we all think of him as one of the best, and he is like a, he's a top 20 player in the league, I think. He should be in the top three, and he's just not. He had 30 touches, and I did not really feel his impact. What about Jack McRae, who had 40 touches in a shortened game? He's similar to Lockie Neal, except Lockie Neal's now better than him because he's more of a weapon when he has the ball and he gets clearances. Brisbane no, had no, 29 I, I will- clearances between three players. Lockie Neal, Jared Lyons, Dane Zorko. 29 clearances between them. They're off the chain. The dogs. I will, I will, I will concede I, that... They're cooked uh, this year. ...that Neal is more of a weapon than McRae just because McRae's an accumulator and Neal used to be just an accumulator. But Neal's kick-to-handball yep. ratio has gone up this year, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sean. And his metres gained have gone up it this has. year. So he's becoming yeah, a weapon. And he's a smoky for the Brownlow, boys. Big smoky for the Brownlow. <laughs> he's a chance. He is definitely a chance. No Bit worries, of an outside Tom. chance. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, McRae. No, don't get me wrong. McRae's a good player. But, yeah, he's what Neil used to be. Yeah. Which is just gets his hands on it. But It's what Neil does when he has it. His vision's awesome. He feeds it to people. He's just... Uh, it's bloody exciting. Hipwood was good too. Um, he kicked five goals. He was good. Kicked it's so five, good to have mate. Dan McStay back. You, yeah, five. You should, he could have kicked eight. McStay stole a cheeky one from him and he missed a couple of sitters as well. So he could have kicked probably eight goals. Um, and it's great having McStay back. For one week. Like people keep dismissing him. No, no, he was good. Because um, he just gets to so many contests and brings the ball to the ground and and um, Zach Bailey is having the kind of breakout year that Hugh McCluggage had last year, I reckon. He's an absolute jet. Did I show you that stat, Sean, about uh, Bailey, where in any game where Bailey kicks a goal, the Lions will win- have won? Oh, mate, that's so powerful. That's as powerful as the tipper one we had going last year, I think it was. Yeah. That just, I didn't know that one. And now that I know it, I love it. I bloody love it so much. And uh, Sean, I just want to clarify. Sorry, I, when I said it was good to have uh, McStay back for a week, I confused McStay and Rich, both Daniels, because uh, Rich obviously isn't playing next week because he got reported for the softest tackle in the world. Uh, yes, and I think little Ginger Nut Richards, whatever his first name is, has the weakest fucking disposition of any footballer I've seen <laughs> this year. He got tackled, and it was like he'd been shot 27 times in the chest. He just stayed down like a little dog. And I hate him, and that is the reason probably. <laughs> he wasn't injured. Yeah, like, but he played out the game. Yeah, he wasn't injured, and it, it wasn't was a free, free kick. kick either. It was a yeah. It was a free a- kick. And to it wasn't, Rich wasn't. It, it wasn't a two motion tackle. It wasn't a sling tackle. It was yeah. Rich got a free kick for holding the ball. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember that one, but I think so. And Sean, then I showed you guys that tackle yeah. later in the game. Yeah. Or at some point in the game where Barry got swung to the ground in two motions, and that play the Bulldogs play didn't get suspended. And the only reason is because Jared Barry's. His face is made of concrete, and he got straight back up. 
would have made Vossi proud <laughs> to see that. He got slammed into the ground, got straight back up, and that player has dodged a suspension. Michael Christian is a fuckwit. <laughs> I'm sick of him. He's still get he's still a Collingwood scumbag. And um, frankly, and I hope I'm not out of line here, I hope he dies. <laughs> I'll allow it. So it's but it's just it's 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 the frustrating thing is that the 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 reason that people get so angry about the rules and about the umpires and all this kind of shit, and we know that they're doing a, an absurd job in hard times because they've also had to to go to hubs and be isolated and all that stuff. But is the lack of consistency, and I don't know whether it's come from the AFL or whether it's come from hocking or from the umpire board or whoever, but the holding the ball rules this year is a raffle. You'll see them get like, yep, yeah, if you, I understand if you drag it in, yep, cool, gone. But they're like people are getting tackled, and it's like, oh, the ball got knocked loose in the tackle. No, it didn't. The player had one hand on it, got tackled, and let go of the ball. Yeah, that is illegal disposal. That's dog shit. Free kick. That's dog shit, Tom. And the and same with the, the MRO. Can like I just the, add- the, the two tackles you showed us? The rich one was fair. The one on, um, I think it was Vandermeer, the kid from um, the Bulldogs, who's got a yeah. weird haircut and looks like he wants to fight everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I respect that a little bit. I love um, it. I fight he, him. He actually got a free kick paid against him for a dangerous tackle. So they actually, he was paid a dangerous tackle for his tackle. So the umpire on the ga- at the ground adjudicated that the action used to tackle Jared Berry was dangerous. And the MRI went, nah, yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> Michael Christian's chin is still sore from 2002 and 2003 when Brisbane punched Collingwood to death. <laughs> I'm, I'm really angry. I'll just say one more thing. I thought I got this off my chest, but I've just thought of one more thing. Brisbane, as a footy club, don't have the money to actually go to the tribunal and fight these things. That's why when McStay um, was reported, we didn't fight it. This Daniel Rich one clearly should have been fought because I reckon they would have got off. And they just they actually don't have the money, they've said, to go yeah. and fight these. And it just shits me because you see, like, West Coast have all the money in the world. Elliot Yo punched someone in the face and they took it to the tribunal and he got that decision yeah. reversed. It annoys me. There isn't any equality, and Chris O is just a fuck Yeah, with. well, Sean, I mean, I know that money is clearly an issue, and that sucks shit, but, like, the Tribunal can just be a fucking mixed bag as well, because remember, like, Shield appealed it and still copped the two weeks, and then there was so many similar apparent, like, instances that were, like, a $500 fine instead. It's dog shit. I hate it, too. Yeah. I've, I've lost faith in the match review officer. And if I have, then I assume everyone has, and so that means he needs to be changed, removed immediately. It's just all people want is consistency. They just you you just if you're a supporter of the game, you want to be able to watch the game. And yes, like I've stopped yelling ball during tackles, and I used to do that at my TV. I don't know whether I don't know whether to do it now because I'm not sure if it's going to be ball or not, and I don't want to expend that energy to just go ball. Oh, yeah. You know, you're worried your TV will judge you for not understanding the rules of football now. Yeah, that's what I reckon. Yeah. So let's move on to the next game. West Coast took on Carlton. Uh, Carlton looked good all game until the third quarter and they went to bed and West Coast put him away. West Coast just tucked him in, gave him a little kiss on the head and said, here's a couple of goals. See you later. Carlton have now done this two rounds in a row because they did have the, the week off yeah. the previous week. But they were leading, like looking the goods against the Hawks for the first quarter and a half and then just fell over and Hawthorne ran, ran over the top of them. And the same thing happened uh, in the in the West Coast game, which, you know, they're, young, they're a young side. They're going to tire out, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, not that not that kind of capitulation against the Eagles. And again, like to be... What was Carlton's biggest lead? I think they were about... 20 points. Would have been three goals, 20 points. There you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. That's not as much as I thought. Because we have talked about before that since David Teague's taken the over, they've had swing. that... 30 point swing. So it's nearly that so again. So this swing was a 40 this was a 42 point swing. So they were 20 points down, uh, 20 points up and then West Coast won by 22. Oh, and I think this is this has been like I th- I think that stat was that Carlton have either led by 30 or been down by 30. If that makes sense. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I it's close it, enough. Yeah. I just realized that Hawthorne have cost me a tip two weeks in a row and I am furious at them again. God they can't. Fuck Hawthorne. <laughs> they are. And, yeah. yeah. It's right. They're doing that themselves, Joel. They just make me sick. Should we go back to 17 teams? Yeah. Just get rid of Hawthorne. 16. Don't worry about Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go back to 16 teams. 
Yeah, get rid of Hawthorne and <laughs> yeah. Adelaide. Actually, now we'll make it. Let's get rid of we'll give Adelaide one last Melbourne. chance. If they, the winner of the game that Adelaide are playing right <laughs> now, gets to stay, and the loser has to get out of the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> I agree to that. Well, it's half time, and Collingwood's kicked two goals. Are they still losing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're losing. Yeah, but... they're still losing. Crows are kicked three four though, so should be you know. Yep. And guess what's going to happen? A hundred percent. Third quarter, Adelaide. Uh, Collingwood would come out and kick, I reckon, at least five goals. This can be a time capsule episode. We're also providing live commentary to a game <laughs> that is happening two days <laughs> before you're hearing this. Uh, well, Tom Lynch is injured too for the Crows. He's out. Yeah. Oh, damn. Hey, just back to West Coast. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that they're most people's premiership favourite because I, I think they're kind of just going. Outside of de- like demolishing Collingwood, who I think we've since learned are pretty shit ass. Yeah, West Coast. I don't like, know. They, they haven't Geelong. been like super convincing. Yeah, we nearly yeah, got them though. Barely. They only won by nine. Yeah, but and they had Tom. You were up by like what? We, and we didn't, what were you winning by at three quarter time? Oh, I kicked two goals. Maybe it was pretty close all day. I don't think the margin ever got out to further than about thirteen or fourteen points. Yeah, you were winning by. I just think they they're getting by on fumes. Three, uh, I think it was 15 points at three-quarter time. So that's a pretty big swing in the yeah. last quarter. So, to be fair, they, they they came back and won. We didn't have a Ruckman. So if you don't have a Ruckman, Nick Nat will kill you. You haven't had a Ruckman Tom. for 10 years. <laughs> well, we've got one back now, thank you very much, and he's performed very well in the last two weeks. Who? Ray Stanley. He yeah, smashed right. Todd we'll Goldstein and then he, <laughs> then he kicked Rowan Marshall's ass. Rowan Marshall's the fourth best... We've, Ruckman in the AFL, according to statistical data. Nah, that's 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 surely big O by now. Tom, your ruck issues <laughs> have definitely cost Blitzarves an Australian jacket in the past, and it will again. Yeah, sucks, sucks because he's he's pinch hitting in the ruck again. It sucks for him. He takes he takes yeah, and it yeah. yeah. Although I think nah, he might actually be on a bit of coin because he's in the leadership group. What's that got and to do with? And he's a two-time, he's a he's a two-time best and fairest. Yeah, he's not all Australian though. That's what I'm talking about. I don't care about how much money no, he makes. Not. Yeah, Tom, who are you? The fucking Herald son? Come on, mate. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Look, I had a good week this week. Why are you bringing me down with this shit? <laughs> Why? We're not bringing you. My team doing... fucking lost three weeks ago. Tom, we're doing fuck all here, mate. Dog shit. You're providing us with nonsense. We're trying to get. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to. Let's go fucking round 11 again. Let's get back to now, please. <laughs> right. Melbourne beat North Melbourne in such a convincing way that it resulted in Damien Barrett saying that North Melbourne have more problems than Adelaide currently, which is a wild claim. Dusha, counterclaim. I agree. Ooh. More problems than Adelaide. Yes. Please show you're working. Look at Adelaide's list profile compared to North. So... Adelaide have let go a lot of players and have started to go to draft picks. They've got a new coach who's trying to build a new system. They're blooding a lot of young kids. They're mixing it up. They're trying a lot of new things. Right? Mm. They let go of like some big names to, to start a rebuild, basically. Yep. They're, they're not admitting, but that's what Nick's doing now that he's there. North Melbourne continually and aggressively go after big-name players. Their list has got these big names that they spend a lot of cash to get, like Pollock and Hall, who aren't necessarily big names, but... That's throwing a lot of money around, and the list profile is a bit older. They, I would imagine, would be expecting that they should be doing more than what they're doing. Yes, they've got a new coach, but I think there's for Adelaide. I feel like there's more upside for Adelaide. They can gut a lot of the stuff out of there. Get have another big list turnover at the end of this year. North Melbourne kind of didn't at the end of last year. Um, they might get rid of a few, but I think North. North having a few good wins last year and having a bit of hope around Reese Shaw, I think, has papered over some cracks at that footy club. I agree completely. Um, however, I will also say this: people talking about how Melbourne are good are idiots because Melbourne have beaten the first, the, the last, and the second last team by a big margin um, two weeks in a row. So that's really not Melbourne are ninth now with a game in hand. Yeah, and play Collingwood next. Oof. Oh. Jesus. That'll be a test. Melbourne, top four. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the shittest top four team ever. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my workings. And weirdly, I agree with Barrett on this, which makes mm. me feel sick and dirty. 
Yeah, you should. I won't say that I agree with Barrett, Tom, but I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sean. I think that all it's going to take is North Melbourne to have like two more wins this year, which they'll probably steal. And people, they'll just be like, oh, they're still treading water. Where Adelaide, again, who are they going to beat? Maybe no one. That's going to be... Adelaide are at risk of going into the history books as one of the shittest teams. So to compare them with a team that's won three games is rough. Is it true that Adelaide would be the first team since, what, Fitzroy to go through a whole season without a win? Is that Yeah. It's not a... Like, it wasn't as long of a... Not drought. uh, The record hasn't stood for as long as it... As long as I expected. I think it's since the 70s or something, where I was expecting it to be, like, university in, like, 1912 or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's something like Fitzroy Uh. in, like, 1974 (laughs) or something like that was the last team to not win a game. So that means in their last year, they still won a game, Fitzroy? Yeah. Yeah. Tom, it's... It's so rare to not win a game for a whole season. Why did you think that was no, just like- No, I know. I just know I just know how much Fitzroy had imploded in those last few years of Fitzroy. So I'm just glad that they did get a win there. So Adelaide are still not as bad as a team that was so bad they destroyed their ground and moved them to Queensland. Well, Adelaide are currently performing worse than a team like that, yes. That's what I mean. So yeah, yeah Adelaide are doing real bad. Yeah. What do we want more, boys? Do we want do we want Adelaide to go winless for a whole season because that is pretty, that's juicy. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not lie. Or would we prefer their only win for the year to be against Collingwood? Sean. I think I want Collingwood. Sean, it's war on Collingwood, not war on Crows. That's a good point, Tom. He's full of good points. He's having a good five minutes. (laughs) That's all right. Give me time. Someone who has never respected Collingwood, has hated them pretty much since birth, I would much prefer that Collingwood beat Adelaide tonight. I would love to see Adelaide go winless for a whole whole season. That would be so good. And also, their list isn't dog shit. I don't know why people keep... They've got the fucking Crouch Brothers. They've got Tex. they got fucking Tom Lynch. Rory Laird, Brody Smith. Yeah. They should be doing a lot better than not winning a game for 11 rounds. Because they're dog shit. And they're built on foundations of further dog shit. It's cunts from the ground up in Adelaide. They need to get Rashido out of there. They need to get this... Guy who's looking at the good old days of being a crowbot and thinks that's what they should do again. You know they, you know they should get out and get back in. Less Rashudo, more McLeod. Yeah, I forgot about the crowbots. Fuck Adelaide, that's lame. Makes me sick. Uh, Fucking Power Ranger stance fuckwits. <laughs> that, I love that Josh Jenkins came out and was like, I hated that stance, so I made sure I put myself as far away from Tex and the coach in any time we were singing the national anthem so I wouldn't appear on TV unless it was a wide shot. (laughs) (laughs) What a shit club. Wait, Jenkins is playing for Geelong now, isn't he? He is, yeah. He hasn't played a game yet, though, has he? Uh, No, back injury. But he's been playing, like, he's back training, full training now. So he Mm. might get a game in the next week or so if we rest a few players. Juicy. X Factor. Or maybe not juicy. Nah, juicy. Barrett keeps calling him an X-Factor. And honestly, he could help in the ruck, which means Blitzarves could play at full back and win an All-Australian jumper. Just saying. I reckon they'll put him up forward. He'll steal a few of uh, Tom Hawkins' cherry-picked goals, and then uh, Hawkins will be out of the running for the Coleman because Jenkins will kick a couple. That's what I predict will happen. Yeah, maybe. Mm. That's sad. That's if Jenkins gets into the side. As long as Geelong win. Yeah. That's it. That's all I care about. As long as we're... Hey, I don't care who's kicking the goals, as long as we're kicking them. <laughs> Speaking of kicking goals... Oh, we kicked some goals this week. <laughs> Tom. Yes. St. Kilda. Yes. They were they were third. Yeah. They they boasted... Uh, they're not uh, anymore. I don't know if you know this fact, boys, but uh, St. Kilda <laughs> going into this game. Uh, Dan Butler running red hot, was in the Coleman race. Everyone was talking about he was the recruit of the year. Uh, St. Kilda were flying. Mm. They looked really dangerous. I was stressed. I was nervous. They looked fast. Geelong aren't traditionally a fast mm. team. I thought, fuck, we're in trouble. No. This could be cooked. In fact, traditionally, you're a slow old team. We're a bunch of slow old boys. We got a 34-year-old mm. old man who dyed his hair blonde run in the back line handing out milk and ham. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we got a man who works in a delicatessen playing at centre-half back. This is cooked. Um, so- <laughs> So, you know, I was worried because St. Kilda are statistically the highest scoring team in the league. Uh, this was going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, boys, guess how many goals they kicked for the whole game? I'm going to guess four, Tom. That's correct. Guess how many they kicked uh, after half time? Tom, I'd like just to take another guess. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to guess zero. That's correct, Joel. Um, we <laughs> yeah. smashed them. This felt fucking good. I fucking like this a lot. Uh, Gary Rowan <laughs> played like a torpedo wearing shorts. He hits packs <laughs> at such a speed and just goes up. Like he doesn't go forward. He hits a pack and just goes whoop. Like he's on the end of like a fucking ski <laughs> jump at the Winter Olympics. Sean, do you still hate him? I do. I was just thinking that. I hate him yeah. so much, but he played really well. He did. He yeah, could have kicked good. seven. He kicked four three. He could have kicked seven. Oh, mm. Tom Hawkins is Hawkins playing. Kicked five. Kicked five. He's playing some of the best he's played for a number of years. Um, he's getting up the ground. So he leads the league in goal assists, and he's currently also equal first for the Coleman. So he's kicking the most mm. goals and also giving the most goal assists. Doesn't he do? He, he's pretty high up in goal assists every year. Tom Hawkins. Yes, he's 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 up there for goal assist. Yeah, he's a fucking jet. So really, he could have won the Coleman five times. He just likes giving them out. Just likes getting other people involved. You know, <laughs> just helping his friends out. It was it was good to see. And uh, I tell you what, right now, if we held our best and fairest, Hawkins would be in our top three. But the guy winning it with a bullet is Sam Menegola. He has gone from being a player that I used to like cringe when he got the footy because I'm like, oh, fuck, what's he going to do here? He's too slow. Oh, fuck. He is now averaging over the last five weeks, um, he's averaging a goal and 24 disposals a game. Like Those are some good numbers in a side that boasts Dangerfield and Selwood. That's pretty fucking good. He's kind of benefited again from losing Kelly because he's gone back to him and him and Cam Guthrie and I might have said this on an episode previously but him and Cam Guthrie this season have benefited so much from Kelly going out of the side because Guthrie and Menegola were kind of being played in like a high half forward half back role and neither of them have that they're both on ball beasts but then Menegola yeah. will drift forward kick a goal he'll go back take a match saving a goal saving mark on the goal line in the back line He's playing a fucking awesome game. And the last player I want to talk about is my favourite boy, Mark O'Connor, who uh, was given the big job of shutting down Dan Butler. And I think Butler had three touches. O'Connor had 16 and I think four inside 50s. So, toweled him up. Showed him the ball. <laughs> oh, sh- when, so, Butler showed men a goal of the ball, right? Men a goal had, had 20 possessions yeah. at this point. Butler had, had one. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Tell you what I hated just while I'm on this just this game because you reminded me. Because the reason I know that fact is because Eddie Maguire talked about it a lot. So I copped Eddie as the main commentator. Um, he's awful. He's garbage. He Yes, he is. Doesn't call the play. He's busy coming up with little nicknames for players. And I just I cannot stand him. And then at half time, they were talking about the ins for Collingwood and the outs for Collingwood tonight. And there's a, there was a lot of player movement. Collingwood have had a number of injuries. And one player that was out was Jamie Elliott. And I think Brownie had a joke and said, oh, you wouldn't be resting Elliott, would you, Ed? And then Eddie went on this long-winded story about how, well, actually Elliott got clipped on the head, on the ear by a Sydney player. I was uh, James Rowbottom, and I'm actually family friends with, the, with Rowie, and I sent him a text. and uh, The man, get him out. Get him out of every fucking – get him away from football. Launch him into a, yeah. the sun. Actually, you know what you should do, right? Take him out to the middle of the ground. Throw him to Paddy Dangerfield. Danger will burst out of the centre, kick him to Tommy Hawkins. Tommy Hawkins will put him through the big sticks. It'll be the best thing Eddie's ever done. He and Michael Christian yep. can share a ticket to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I hope this isn't out of line. But Eddie? Yeah, I hope he dies. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just has no place oh, in, in doing what he's doing. It's uh. Uh, We don't endorse sending people direct death threats. If Eddie Maguire had a Twitter account, I wouldn't tell him to die. I'd just call him a stupid cunt over and over again. Oh, if Eddie Maguire had a Twitter account, none of us would be able to look at it because we'd all be blocked. <laughs> we'd, be ba- we'd be banned from Twitter permanently. <laughs> <laughs> I'd need to make like seven burner accounts, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, be unfo- I'd be untraceable on the internet because every single account on every social media would have been removed due to uh, <laughs> explicit words against Eddie Maguire. God, I hate him. Dark web doucher. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this, um, was, this was a good win and I'm very happy and we're, we're, we um, leapfrogged them and now we're back in the uh, top four, sitting uh, just behind Brisbane on wins. But our percentage is looking very healthy now as well, which is good. 
Good work, mate. Very happy for you. Yeah. They're flying. Yeah, it feels um, good. Flying. Feels good. Feels good. Uh, so next game, people I'm happy for, uh, Fremantle, who beat Hawthorne. People I'm not happy for, me, who tipped Hawthorne, and also Clarko, who can get fucked. Who'd he come after this week? Surely he came after someone. Who could he come after? His team kicked four goals for the whole game. Four goals, eight against Fremantle. I'm ashamed to have lost to Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. Freo, good on him. A lot of good young kids in this side. There's a lot of upside in Freo. I think uh, they're going to be doing some good things in a couple of years, but um, Hawthorne are in dire straits. Good. Fuck them. Well, Hawthorne played pretty well in the last quarter. Um, they lost to Fremantle by 16 points, even though they didn't let Fremantle kick a goal. Uh, unfortunately for Hawthorne, though, they'd only kicked two goals six going into the last quarter because of their shithouse. Just, yeah. They should never have been in it. They shouldn't be in the comp. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck Clarko. Actually, to be fair, I, hadn't, I, haven't, I haven't read any news to say that he, you know, went after anybody. Um, I am hearing though that they're gonna, they might, Hawks might be moving to a hub in the Barossa, so they'll be based in South Australia for the next batch of hubs, which means they'll be playing games at Adelaide Oval. Um, so that'll be when they lose a game at Adelaide Oval, it'll be the Barossa's fault. After you, Sean. Yeah, yeah. That'll be till the end of their season. They'll be in that hub. Yes, that's what I'm hearing too. Yeah, <laughs> they've got West Coast next game and Port Adelaide after that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Suck shit, idiot. Suck shit. <laughs> Get on the grape juice, you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wingard's going to get halfway through the game against Port and just take his jumper off, go to the bench and ask for a Port Adelaide one because he wants to come back. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Frio. For, uh, like, it's another win, and that's good. Uh, Fremantle, you know, they're not performing super well this season, but they're getting it done for a lot of our no, loyal purple they're listeners. Okay. They're doing okay. Their midfield's looking juicy, yeah. I reckon. For the future. Well, again, mm, the it's, t- these, it's these young guns like Brayshaw's looking so much better in what his third or fourth year now that he's recovered from having his head punched into another state by Andrew Gaff. Um, mm. And there's like Caleb Sarong. He's a bloody gem. Where'd they pick him up? Yeah. Jesse Hogan's yeah. going to come back and play in the back line. Just mixing it up. They're, uh, yeah, one and a half wins out of the eight at the moment. So that's all right. Ooh. Um. They where they shall remain. Yeah. Well, actually, the eight at the moment, kind of hard to pick who would fall out of that. I mean, someone obviously has to because Essendon are just outside the eight, and when everyone comes back, fucking hell, look out! Huh. If Essendon make finals, they're coming into finals with a full strength team. Just this season is off its head. Yeah. I'm just looking at the ladder. Like St Kilda have gone from third to fifth. Richmond were like. Gonna pinch second at one point last week, and are now sixth. <laughs> Collingwood are gonna lose to Adelaide, maybe. Um, oh no! Don't look uh, at the score. It's exactly we've... what you predicted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we've covered every game that uh, has happened already, but let's let's just check in on the Adelaide Collingwood game. Uh, it's happening live. It's currently ten minutes into the third quarter. Uh, Collingwood kicked the first goal of the quarter. Adelaide then kicked a bunch of behinds, two behinds. Collingwood then went coast to coast, kicked another goal. Collingwood are now in front, where they will remain for the rest of the game. Adelaide will not win a game all year. It's the How Good's Footy Curse. (laughs) (laughs) For as long as our show is on the air, Adelaide will never win a game. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow, that's big. Um, But they're going to win a game for every player that enjoyed... The mind camp, genuinely, and wasn't just lying to cover the class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still angry about the nickname Crowbots. That's the worst. And, like, I knew about it as well. It's just like, shut up. What What's worse about the nickname is they were called the Crowbots in an era where they had McLeod, who was the most exciting fucking jet of a player going around. He wasn't a Crowbot. Like, the Crowbots thing makes me think that that's all Tex wants to be. But he didn't. This is the thing. Tex wasn't a crowbot. He had a mustache. He had a mullet. He was a loose unit who loved kicking goals from 75. He lost his way. Yeah. Someone's got to help him out. Bring back Modra. Bring back Godra. Get him in there to help out. It's so weird with Tex because if Tex <laughs> if Tex kept his original hair and mustache, I don't think I'd be able to hate him. When Now when I look at him, I just get so angry. Every time he's near the ball, I hate him. It's because he grew up. He's a piece of shit. He's a fucking sellout. Yeah. 
before we look at next week's games, quick shout out to G Boy Party Time, who for the <laughs> first time in six to seven weeks, I am not winning the footy tipping. G Boy Party Time has come from the fucking heavens. Because that's a name. name that if they're in the top 10, I would have seen it. But they've just like, they got a perfect round last round. They're on fire this round. I've made a few dog shit calls like tipping tipping Hawthorne, then not tipping Hawthorne. Or vice versa. And yeah, all of a sudden, I'm second. Fuck. So, G-Boy party time. Congratulations. Uh, don't get too comfortable. <laughs> He's rattled. Go for it, G-Boy. He's rattled, Tom. We believe in you, G-Boy. He is rattled. He's all over the shop. He's just, he's he was you were flip flopping on your tips. You you he's, he's getting here, G boy. He's he's sweating bullets. Tell you no, what, absolutely. Tell you yeah. what, G boy's doing just fine. You know why, Sean? What? Because uh, G boy's never going to have to, uh, never going to find himself homeless because he's living rent free in Joel Douche's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! True. I will just let yeah the. Uh... The other people that had like come close to getting first first place have just dropped out of the top ten. I don't know where they are. They don't know where they are. They're rattled. Hey, I I kissed I kissed the top twenty, and now I'm sixty fifth. Ah, for a, it was beautiful for a few weeks. I was in the top ten of all my other competitions. Now I'm outside mm. the top twenty. Fuck, I've fallen from grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Right. So. Next week's game. So, uh, obviously, tomorrow, um, the Suns are taking on Essendon, and that is a big game. If for some reason Collingwood lose to Adelaide, whoever wins that jumps into the eight. I think Collingwood will win, so whoever wins will be just outside the eight. Both teams need the win. I'm scared. I've tipped Essendon, obviously. And you've both Gold tipped Coast. Gold Coast. No, I've tipped yep. Essendon. Yep. I'll be barracking real hard for Gold Coast. <laughs> oh, That's... Oh. That's actually worse, that's, I feel. Uh, that's nah. the opposite. Nah, I've tipped Essendon <laughs> because I support the boys. No, no. Yeah, that's I right. want the tip. No, no, I want the tip, but I want to support my boy. So I'll tip Gold Coast, but go for Essendon. Bag for Essendon. I'm 65th. Sean, you're nowhere near the top 20, mate. That's bullshit, mate. I'm 28th, <laughs> I think, or 26th. You can't win. Yeah, but don't, don't 20, be like, oh, I want to win the goal. tip, so I'm going to pick the Gold Coast Suns no. like you're a tip off first. You're fucking down to the dregs with oh, me, so- you fuckwit. <laughs> I'm nowhere near you, you fucking hack. <laughs> yeah, you're you're slumming around top- in the scum of the tipping ladder with no, me, I'm buddy. Logging to the gutter. Off. I'm in the hunt for the top twenty. You fucking idiot. D- don't act like though <laughs> that your tip is going to be the difference between you winning and losing because it's fucking not. Well, if you are really supporting the boys, well, you'd back the bombers. It's the difference between me getting into the top twenty, yeah, that's the goal, mate. You gotta have goals uh, and tipping, otherwise you tip like a fuckwit like you. <laughs> <laughs> so on Thursday we have Sydney take on Giants. Yeah, Giants. Giants. Then we've got Geelong take on Port Adelaide. Game of the round. Game of the year. Geelong. Uh, oh yeah, look, uh, Port Adelaide for me. I'm going Geelong. Yeah. So I have a little group chat with my dad and my brother when footy's on, just to talk about whatever's yep. happening. I don't think it'll be going. <laughs> night. This is big. I reckon this is a huge My prediction game. is Charlie Dixon kicks a goal in the first quarter, and then you and your dad just get a, a message in that group chat from Jacob that just says, big penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. We'll probably get that before the game starts. So... Um, oh, do you want to hear an incredible story about uh, Big Penis Dixon? Tom, I've heard it before, but I was about to use that as a segue to get you to tell the audience, and I think you should. So uh, my brother recently got a new dog, um, and he posted yep. a photo of it on his Instagram, um, and the name of the dog, and the dog is quite cute. And one of his friends was like, mate, you didn't get to call it Charlie Big Dick Dixon. Why not? And he said, yep, had to settle for that as the middle name, um, hopefully... Charlie Dixon's fine with this and tagged Charlie, the man himself, in the reply. And Charlie's come back and liked <laughs> the two comments. Um, so, boys, Charlie Dixon is aware that his nickname is Big Dick Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> and he Surely likes he's it. telling boys at the club. Oh, I hope so. I hope 
I, I said to you boys, the, I hope, the only way, reason I hope that Port Adelaide win a premiership this year is so that when he gets up there to get his premiership medal, he leans into the microphone and says, the name's Charlie Big Dick Dixon. <laughs> gets his medal from it'll, Jacob. Yeah. It'll never happen. No, but you know. Anyway, go Cats. Yeah, I'll be barracking for Port Adelaide as well. Brisbane take on North Melbourne. Brisbane uh, in a big win, Brisbane. hopefully. Hopefully you can yeah. use this game to kick straight, Tom. Uh, Sean. Hopefully. That's the dream. Hey, you had a positive goal-kicking differential this weekend, just gone. We did. Yeah. We've had a few. Little wins, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Probably probably kick straight in half the games. Then Melbourne take on Collingwood? Collingwood. Ah, uh, Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne. Fuck Collingwood. They're going to be rattled after this close call with Adelaide. Cunts. Uh, then we have Frio take on Carlton. Carlton. I'm going with the Dockers. Jack Martin's injured. I don't know how long he'll be out for, but I'm going with the Dockers. Yeah. Oh, I reckon Dockers as well. Oh, it's an Optus as well. Yeah, Dockers. Carlton. Purple Rain, baby. Great song. Uh, <clears throat> then we have Western Bulldogs take on Adelaide. Bulldogs. 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 St. Kilda take on Essendon. St. Kilda. I, oh, I don't know. I, I, it'll be hard to tell based on how you play tomorrow night. If you win tomorrow night, you'll win this one too. Oof, back, just quick rebuild in the middle of the season, and we're back on track. Back on track. <laughs> uh, yeah, Essendon, obviously. Uh, then <laughs> back on track. Sean's St. Kilda. Uh, and then we have West Coast to take on Hawks. Uh, West Coast. West Coast. West Coast. Fuck Hawthorne. Never tipping them again. Jeff Kennett to draw a big photo of Clarko in a coffin on a whiteboard at halftime of this game. <laughs> Have we mentioned that story on the podcast? So, for anyone who hasn't heard this story, there's a story about uh, apparently in 2010 or nine, whenever there was that time where he was trying to get Clarko sacked because he thought he was no good, Jeff Kennett apparently after a game just drew a coffin on a whiteboard and said, this is our club. (laughs) (laughs) Big. So, I hope that happens again. Well, we know how much uh, Jeff Kennett's into curses, so I'm surprised that uh, Clarko survived that. True. Um, and we've got another Monday night game to round out the round. Yes, uh, Richmond take on Gold Coast. You hear that, boys? You hear that sound? What What sound, Richmond. Tom? That's, that's a trumpet playing after a 10-goal smashing. You're a lunatic, Tom. Richmond. Go, sons! Paris Stewie Jew. What I've done is I've looked at the two coaches and Hardwick, who is the te- template for the nice guy, fun coach that everyone likes with his zany things. He's not that. He's that when they're winning. When things are tough, Hardwick's a big sook, right? He learned that from Clarko. When things are tough for Stewie Jew, he's still the same nice bloke who loves toasted sandwiches. So, Gold oh, Coast. Love Subway. <laughs> Tell you what, Subway better fucking... They should cater the first ever Gold Coast Suns grand final after party, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Joel. 
Tom. We got any emails? Uh, we do, Tom. So I just want to open up the email segment of the show with uh, this email from Aaron. Subject, this week will test my How Good's Footy theory. Hi, footy professors. This week's emails will prove a theory I've had about the show. Namely, the more rude the podcast is, the more rude the following week's emails are. This also indicates how hard everyone goes after Tom. So after the nice week last week, uh, will these emails be the most chill emails yet? Only time will tell. Cheers, Aaron. So yeah, interesting. An interesting theory. After a very positive episode last week with no exclusions, only positive messages. Uh, let's see if the <laughs> the uh, inbox is kind. So this next email is from Chris. Uh, subject, footy has been good, but weird. Howdy, footy gentlemen. As a card-carrying Frio member living in New South Wales, which is not just deep in enemy territory from a team perspective, but also from a code perspective, footy has been weird this year. Piped in crowd noise at the AFL while the NRL were doing live crowds was upsetting on several levels. One week my boys can't kick a goal to save our lives, the next week we put the filthy shitbird pies to the righteous sword and leave them broken on the shores of defeat. It's been a real mixed bag, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Nevertheless, it has been insanely good to be able to take a breath from the insanity of 2020 to watch the How Goods Footy Festival of Footy TM, <laughs> brought to you by our sponsors at The War on Collingwood. And I want to say thank you for putting that energy into the universe where Gil and Channel 7 could steal it and claim all the credit for it. With that in mind, can I suggest... Can I suggest you next use your obvious magical powers to start calling Dennis and Bruce the Patrick Stewart and Ian McCallan of the football world? The instant Bruce retires? Because the mental image of them being best friends and hanging out at the footy, eating pies and wearing matching scarves and hats is just the best thing in the world. All the best. <laughs> Keep on with the good work, Chris. I do love that idea. I do like the image. The image is very nice. It's very wholesome. Ah, very wholesome. It's very Haggard's footy. We should send him a How Good's Footy Beanie when they when he retires so they can wear them together. Oh, keep oh. their heads warm. It'll be good. Good idea. <laughs> uh, next email is from Ryan. Subject, the ultimate modern footballer. Gentlemen of the Sharon, let's not beat around the bush, lads. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that the thing that makes the most skill makes the most of our skilled footy players is the hair and facial hair combinations. With that in mind, what players' fashion choices could we combine to create the perfect footballer? The chimera I would like to put forward is as follows. Bailey Smith with either Danaher or Sexton Stash. Big Dick Dixon grows his hair out and does a Gray and Myers. Gary Ablett <laughs> Jr. with Isaac Rankings Goatee. Oh. Or Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody with Cam Guthrie's magnificent wild man beard. Oh. What do you what do you think, oh. boys? What would be the perfect combination? I like that team. I like all four of those combinations. Giving giving Cam Guthrie's wild man beard and just putting it on other players I like as well. He mm. he's had a really good year and I think it's because he's he was training in a cave, um, like just punching rocks in silence, like some kind of weird karate master on his own. <laughs> I'd like to see Gary Ablett with um Who's who's got the best mo? Probably like a Joey Danaher mo, and with Bailey Smith's oh. hair. <laughs> oh, nah, do you know what? Do you know what? And then he play for another fifteen years with the chunky ablet subway body. Oh, of yes, course, def- yeah, yeah, goes yeah. with that. Uh, and he's got and he's got Libba's tats. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon ablet oh, with a mustache and Libba's tats is the way to go. Oh. <laughs> just the mustache. The so I, I again start with the ablet because he's a good football body, you know. And also, he's a blank yep. slate, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the Bailey Smith, but it's the style of his dad's hair, so there's nothing at the front. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, oh. that's good. I reckon we've done it. The yep. perfect modern footballer. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the email, Ryan. This next email is from Jess. It's an intriguing subject, so I'm interested to see what this email says. The subject is, and that makes 15, plus a How Goods footy moment. Hello, heralds of the footy gods. After having a few days to recover from Brisbane's loss to Richmond, good one. I have finally the courage to write to you. To say I was disappointed in the Lions' performance is putting it lightly. I had so much confidence in our ability to control Richmond. 
with the only thing having me worried being the state of our goal kicking, and rightly so. It is the only thing that is holding me back from enjoying watching them play right now. I mean, come on, four goals and 17 behinds? How can you miss so many shots at goal? It's so frustrating. Here's hoping tomorrow's game against the Bulldogs will lift my spirits and wash away the doubts that Richmond has given me. Hey, Jess, I reckon it did. (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) And now, to the wholesomeness. In line with your latest episode, I wanted to share a How Goods footy moment I had on Saturday. I was on the bus heading to the library where I encountered a few St. Kilda fans heading to the Saints vs. Swans match. As a footy fan myself, I couldn't help but listen to these guys excitedly talking about how good the Saints had been this year. They they noticed I was listening and quickly included me by asking if I supported the Saints as well. I kindly informed them that I was a Lions supporter, but I was happy for their team to be rising up the ranks this year as well. Conversation continued with one of them boldly stating that St. Kilda will be the next team to have a three-peat, with the first win being next year's grand final. And while I have my doubts about this, in brackets, personally, I think Bresma will be winning the next three-peat, not to be biased at all. It was great to hear them all being so proud of their team, and when I got off the bus, I wished them luck for their match later that evening. So, to keep it wholesome, I will end this very long email by wishing all of our teams, except Richmond and Collingwood, hashtag Warren Collingwood, the best, and that all <laughs> teams will see three-peats within our lifetime. Kind regards from one of your acolytes, Jess. That's, uh, that's the good stuff. Well, depending on how old Jess is, she's hopefully already seen a three-peat in her lifetime. <laughs> But, Sean, how good would a second one be? Oh, mate, she's going to get it. Don't worry. She's the only smart person <laughs> on that bus. She knows who's winning the next three, Pete. <laughs> and, yes, the less um, said about four goals, 17, the better. Uh, so, look, this next email comes from uh, the other side of... Uh, it, it's pretty much like if if Jess is all things good and pure in this world... Then this next email from Patrick is all the bad stuff. Next email. Hello, keepers of the most sacred pill. Up the fucking tigers. Sorry to do this to you, Kano, <laughs> oh. but fuck did my... <laughs> fuck did my boys in yellow look good in the new Wednesday spot. After winning an excellent flag last year, I would have forgiven them for struggling in an unprecedented year. But after these last two wins against the Dogs and the Lions, the lid is well and truly off. The young Ooh, tigers that's are awkward. coming through. Yeah, I know. It's hey. <laughs> I think I think I think a big dick just slammed the lid shut again. Tom, Sean, don't worry. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> the young tiger tigers are coming through. I'm loving seeing two of my faves, Chol and Bolton, absolutely smashing it. And I'm salivating at the thought of Noah, <laughs> Alex Rance 2.0, Bolter putting the cod piece on old mate Big Dick Dixon and the rest of those Port Adelaide cunts on Saturday. Oh, Fuck I love boy. football. If it stayed on every day, I could do stage four lockdown for the rest of my life. Thanks for helping all of us poor Victorians get through the struggles of COVID. Cheers, Pat. 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 So. Cunty email from a cunty bloke. Bold to email before, like, in a a round where it was going to be split. That's a bold email. So, uh, follow-up email. (laughs) (laughs) I'll respect him if he owns this. This is going to be good. Fuck you, Josh Caddy, you dumb fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give credit. So, Pat Pat does... Look, I admire him. He's being the bigger man here. Pat then says, We'll give those cunts at Port Adelaide credit for their defensive efforts. Scott Lysette's frontier mustache and Charlie Dixon flopping his (laughs) schlong right out there on the field. Lid is still off. We'll see those cunts in finals. Even in loss, that's great fucking footy. Boys, that's that's the mustache. So it's the Gary Ablett hybrid, the best mustache in the AFL. It's it's Lysette's. He's got the full, like, handlebar Old West mustache going on. Pop that on Gary Ablett. Fuck, he'd kick a million goals. Mm. (laughs) There's there's too much weight on that mustache. It'll break Gary's neck. It's big. <laughs> uh, he's, it, no, no, he's counterbalanced with Bailey Smith's hair, so it, it, he actually is okay then. <laughs> That's good. And this is the last email uh, of this week. It's a cry for help because uh, the subject is: please make a GoFundMe to pay my bail, please. 
<laughs> so double please. So clearly, you know, they're in strife. Oof. <laughs> <clears throat> Boys, I have died again. <laughs> but seriously, can we get some money together to pay bail for 22 blokes in South Australia who were arrested earlier this evening for murder? Because Port fucking murdered the tigers in cold blood. Fuck the fuck off, you fucking clowns. Fuck Tom Lynch. <laughs> Fuck Jack Rewalt and get around Zach fucking Butters. Yours sincerely, the Snake Man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was an email from uh, Jacob Reed, a recent, uh, very, very vocal recent listener of the show. Yeah. Yeah. He's- <laughs> Oof. Tom, his wedding has been postponed and his lid has gone fucking flying off. Oh. <laughs> he's he's shaved in the dirtiest haircut I've seen in ages. Now that his wedding isn't happening, it's like a it's like a dirty mullet kind of shaved thing with a mustache. It looks ordinary. He's gearing up to shave his head and then get Charlie Big Dick Dixon tattooed across his face. I reckon that's fucking big from Jacob. And look, <laughs> uh, speaking of fucking big claims. Uh, earlier in this episode, I predicted that uh, Colin would come out firing because Adelaide just kept missing fucking shots on goal. And uh, yeah, just looking at the uh, three-quarter time scores, yeah, Colin would kick five goals to Adelaide's none. Uh, Adelaide are fucked. They're not going to win a game all season. Mate, it doesn't look good. Um, if you want to send us an email to tell us what does look good in footy, not Adelaide, or if you want to choose, the, let us know, actually. Send us an email. Vote. Would you rather see... What's what's more important to you, Collingwood not winning Collingwood, the war on Collingwood, or Adelaide not winning a game for the entire year? You can't get them to vote on a game that's already happened. I'm not talking about just this <laughs> one isolated incident, because there's other games that Adelaide have to play. Tom, anyway, it just sounds awfully like you just tried to get people to decide what's more important, the war on Collingwood or Adelaide not winning a game, which would be important if the game that you were talking about wasn't currently happening. All right, whatever. Send us an email, howgoodsfooty at gmail.com <laughs> or find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Awkward Treed. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. And I'm at Douche13. Uh, if Essendon didn't beat Gold Coast, don't talk to me. <laughs> but they will. So, hey, my inbox is going to be f- fucking open. 